0: Welcome to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change your whole life or your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. I think that for me, one of the things that's happened over the 17 months is it's um, really given us a wonderful opportunity. So don't get me wrong, there's this been loads of stuff about this season that I found extraordinarily tough. But there's some stuff that has been really good as well, and it's, it's given me us opportunity to think about what are we becoming, what what does church look like? Because I, I don't I don't think it is about hey, we're back next week, guys, and it's all just going to carry on as it was. I I do think that some things are going to be different and. And part of that is I, I believe that the emphasis, if if you watched on Vision Sunday, you will um, hear me hear me talking about. I think it's still available on on YouTube. But talk about building people and not just about building events. And that's not that I've got anything against events, I, but I think events are important. And the, but they're not enough in them in themselves. Because I do think that it's what we are Monday through Saturday actually and we bring that to a Sunday it's not that the Sunday is the sum total of what we are and that's, that's what I'm referring to so I've, I, I'm on this first uh, Sunday back I've, I've got honestly a really simple message really simple but don't be fooled it is at the same time really challenging I've been really challenged as I've, as I've um, come to prepare it the, the title the title of the message is um, which I'm feeling a little bit smug about because I thought oh yeah I like that it's cool a U-turn in a selfie world a U-turn in a selfie world and and um, it's essentially about a shift of focus. Because um, although there's, uh, you know, it's not only the government who gives, a roadma- give us, gives us a roadmap uh, out of this situation. The Word of God gives us, certainly when it comes to attitude, a roadmap as we emerge, as it were, blinking in the light of this strange new world. Um, there is, God gives us a way of being, a way of being with each other in the world. So I don't, I don't think as I speak to you today, you'll easily find a message like this on YouTube at the moment because it really does fly in the face of a me culture that has, is in the world but has definitely crept into the church I'm not just talking about this church I'm talking about the church capital C you know like it's, it's the kind of preaching you know your financial breakthrough is coming you know five steps to your miracle um, your promotion is in motion like listen there's a place for that please don't misunderstand me there is a place for it I enjoy preaching that kind of message it is cool from time to time but It can't just be, well, it can just be the preach, the the, the things you preach, but I want to suggest that it shouldn't be. Um, And and I question any time you've got, uh, the only kind of preaching you preach is the preach where it always puts me at the centre, always puts how I'm going to benefit at the center. And there's been so many wonderful things. Uh, uh, we th- I mean, thank God, thank God for the fact that we've had the internet. We've been able to engage online. It's not been the best, but it's been pretty amazing compared to what it might have been like. There's tremendous blessings associated with that. But I must be careful also not just to live my life by the sound bites that I find on social media. Just because somebody says it on TikTok doesn't mean it's true. Just because it's got a glossy photograph on Instagram with some nice words doesn't mean it's true. There are some things that need to be questioned. So I wanna, wanna, uh, in in a me world, in a, in a me culture in 17 months when actually I've had to focus on me. We've had to focus on our own protection. We've had to be self-isolating. We have been living in our homes for extraordinary amounts of time. I want to kind of put a different take on it on what the Bible says to us about how we should be with one another. Um, and so we're just gonna, we're gonna work our way just very simply through some things that are in the Bible that helps us to understand what that means for me. And let me explain. The reason why I find it challenging is because there's no get out of jail free card here. We're all included. If we love Jesus and we say we follow him, we're all included in this. So Philippians 2, verses three to four says this. Um, It says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. I love the way the message version puts it. Let me just say it like this because it just says it like it is. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. So this first point is, is, is just simply about putting others first. As someone who loves Jesus, it should be normal that I put others first. Uh, the Apostle Paul challenges us to put the interests of others ahead of our own interests. And I think that that is very important that we are um, sensitive to one another during the season. You know, um, you may be a hugger and next week when we don't have to social distance and there you are mask free, standing at the door, just say, oh Jesus, I've been waiting for this, just waiting, wanting to hug everybody as they come in the door. At, I, need, I don't need to be a prophet to say not everyone's going to love that. <laughs> not everybody's going to love that, like for sure. And so, you know, I think that that is important. That, that uh, you know, just to simply ask, are we hugging? If not, are we still elbow bumping? You know, that's all cool. And we've just got to be patient with uh, one another, you know, um, and, and, and not be judging one another. Even if it's a month to six weeks time and someone's still wearing a mask. Don't, get, don't be going up to somebody and saying, oh, what are you still wearing a mask for? You don't know their story. You don't know what's going on around their world. They, they may be protecting themselves because they're shielding somebody at home. You don't know. So let's be... Just very gentle with one another and put other people's interests ahead of our own. That means that I'm not requiring you to behave in a certain way that makes me feel more comfortable. I'm gonna go and say it to this side of the room. It's been a long time since I've been able to say that, so I'm just enjoying myself. I'm not I shouldn't be requiring you to behave in a in a certain way that just makes me feel more comfortable because it is, I, should be, I should be viewing things from your comfort and sure, as well as, well as my own. And that's why, you know, you're like, maybe, maybe you're sat at home today. Maybe you're sat here today and then you don't love the fact, you were just saying, oh, thank God next week, we can just turn up to church. I can sing my heart out, don't have to wear a mask. And now we say that, that we've got to wear a mask during singing. Well, I know. I need you to know I don't love that either. Uh, I don't love it. And I was like, ah. But putting the needs of others, putting the comfort of others ahead of my, myself, and, and if it means that someone might come to church because we're doing that, I think it's worth it because it gives them an opportunity to be blessed. And we can still sing. It's just that, it'll be similar to this week, but <laughs> we're, pretending, we're pretending that we didn't know that. Um, the next point I want to make is about loving one another. Romans 12, verses 9 to 10. So don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tight to what is good, good. Love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. I mean, what does, what does that mean? Don't get wound up if other people get the credit. Let other people get the credit. This, uh, is anyone challenged already? It's that this is, this is the attitude that we're meant to have, not just in this season, but in our life. It's not, this is not about having the kind of love where we're going through the motions and, 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 and actually, Paul call, is calling us out. He's saying, hey, this is not just about doing the right thing. This, this should be coming from the heart. He's saying, let, let this be genuine. Don't just pretend by doing the right things. Really love them. Let, let, let your affection for people be genuine. It's got to be an expression of your heart. This is about living to a dis- different standard. Jesus wants us to live to a different standard. It's about I don't it's not about putting me center stage. It's it's about if I'm happy for you to get the round of applause and not for me to get the round of applause. I don't know whether any of you um you know maybe like me a long time ago for some of you, but you know, some of you may be at university, student, school, or whatever. And they used to do those, those um, collaborative uh, projects, you know, where you, they get four or five of you and you're all working on a project and you, you, uh, you present that project at the end. You know what I'm talking about, right? Because there's always that one guy, right? Or two, sometimes two if you're, if you're unlucky. They do nothing. They, are, they, 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 they were given a job, they don't do the job. They were supposed to, at least could they research that? They didn't do that research. And then you and maybe a couple of others, you did all the work. You did all the work. And now they're getting the same mark at the end. I don't get it. I don't know why they're standing up here smiling. They've done nothing towards this. But, 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 but Paul is saying, hey, don't, don't be mindful of that. Don't be mindful of that. Don't be mindful of, of, of others, uh, others getting the credit for something you did. Because you know what Jesus sees and he's going to make sure you're blessed. Ephesians 4 Talks to us about being kind and tender hearted. It says this, Ephesians 4:32, be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Um, uh, today I'm gonna emphasize, I'm gonna emphasize be kind to each other. Um, for, <laughs> forgiveness comes up a fair amount in these scriptures because I'm gonna take that as a given today that we would understand that as those who love and follow Jesus, we walk in forgiveness. But but Paul, in writing writing this letter to the Ephesians, he said, be kind to each other. Be kind. Gotta live kind. Live gracious. You know, we're living in a society right now where people are calling each other out, some for very good reasons, some for not quite such good reasons. I wanna remind us that even though, even though we may have sympathies with some of these things, as followers of Jesus, we are called to be kind and gracious. If I call myself a follower of Jesus, then first and foremostly, that is my identity. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And as a child of God, the Lord calls me to be kind. It is such a powerful thing. It is so simple and yet so powerful. I remember, you know, I've had um, people, we've had people show great kindness to us over the years. I'd, I just wanted to take something so simple. Um, we were, some of you may know, um, we uh, were in South Africa for 10 years and uh, uh, we need to pray for South Africa uh, right now, um, please, please pray for them. They, they're having a bit of a rough time, um, some rioting and looting, and I won't get into all that, but they, that, that incredible nation does need does need our prayers. But, so we just moved, um, and uh, we went um, to, um, uh, some of you may know the name Donovan Kutzer. He's actually preached here many years ago. We went to his house for a um, um, uh, a, a barbecue, funny little thing. Uh, it, was the, it was the day after we arrived and um, uh, just, this has got nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but someone, uh, that he was hosting some Australians and one of the Australians asked my son, Aaron, um, oh, are you just visiting? And he said, no, no, we live here. And, um, and they said, oh, how long have you been here? He said, oh, a day actually happened and it was absolutely true. We'd only been there a day and we did live there, but it just sounded weird. So we, we, we stayed there, we stayed till after dark and um, back then uh, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't Sat Nav, uh, there wasn't Tom Tom, there wasn't anything like that. And I'm already stressing out thinking, um, thinking how am I gonna get home? Because not all of us are born like Andy Dickin with a compass and a map fused into our brain and, um, and then worse, have you ever had this? So someone said, are you, someone said, are you okay? Uh, are you okay going home? And literally I did this. I said, yeah, I think so. I'd got no idea how I was getting home. I was going to drive, but I said, yes, I think so. It's like, what are you doing? Anyway, so uh, someone then, then everyone said, uh, what you need to do is you need to take uh, this road, take that road, and then turn left. And then someone, no, 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 that's the long way. What you need to do. But I had about, I had about six routes of, of, of not knowing where I was going. And, and, then, and then someone said, it was a guy called John Schultz. It was, it was a moment I was, and I and, and just, you know, I was just basically at the end of myself. And he said, "You know what? I'll um, I'll show you the way home. Follow me." Honestly, he, he could have he could have given me he could have given me five thousand pounds in that moment. It, it, would, it wouldn't have meant any more. You know, it was just a bit, he, he was going out of his way. It was just a kindness. He just went out of his way to show me the way home. And what I don't know. Maybe it took him. 20 minutes, half an hour out of his time, it made a massive difference. Well, I'm talking to you about it all these years on, near, you know, um, nearly 20 years on, I'm talking to you about it because it so impacted me. And I just wanna say that that, that is, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful thing to show kindness to one another. And we are meant to live kind, not just with each other, but with the world. And you might want to think about that next time someone cuts you up in traffic. What comes, what flows out of our mouths? I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm not too bad about what flows out of my mouth, pretty awful about what flows through my mind. Still some work to be done on that. Next point, accept one another. Accept one another. This is Romans 15, 7. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Accept one another. That that word accept, just listen to the the entirety of that, that meaning. That meaning means to receive. In fact, in some of your Bibles, it may actually use that word. Receive, take as, one's, take as one's companion, friend. Take, listen, take into one's home with the explicit intention of showing kindness. This is what this means. Take by the hand and lead to one side. We, we, need, to be reach, we need to be the kind of people who are open and reaching out to one another. I was, surprisingly for me, immensely disappointed in the football result uh, last Sunday. Um, And then I was horrendously disappointed in the outpouring of racism that followed in the taking of those penalties with those incredible young men. I mean, young men, let me tell you, under massive amount of pressure, in those moments, Marcus Rashford, Jadon Sancho, Kai Saka, um, you know, horrendous. And I'm very happy that in the, as the week has unfolded, there's been also an outpouring of love and rightly so to those guys. And, you know, like I did see something on social media actually that made me chuckle that talked about those guys who are, um, Behind the three lions, all the way. Uh, lions come from Africa, by the way. I thought that was quite cool. The point that I want to say is for us, to me, it, I think it's a given, but as those who follow Jesus, we accept one another. In church, no room for racism. No room for racism. We accept one another, we show love towards one another. Because when we accept one another, like Christ accepts us, then that brings praise to God. And having the Holy Spirit in my life means that I am open to others, understanding that Jesus has accepted me with all my imperfections and mess, and therefore, who am I to not accept others? with all their imperfections amassed. mess. Bible goes on to say, restore one another. Galatians 6 verse 1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Good old King James, English there. Let me give it you in the living Bible for those of you who can't cope with the old English. Dear brothers, if a Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help him back in onto the right path, remembering that next time it might be one of you who is in the wrong. And I I wanna say that, I love that, restore one another. We shouldn't be in this to be judging anybody. We should be restoring one another. In the pressure and the uncertainty of the last 17 months, we've got to accept the fact that some of us have stuffed up along the way. We've done some stuff we wish we hadn't have done. We've looked at some stuff we wished we hadn't looked at. And what kind of environment are those people gonna come into? We need to be the kind of people who can draw alongside others and without condemnation, help people get on the right path. Yes. We're, we're, here to, we're here to say, and I love, I love the fact that it points out, he's saying, hey, and, and do it with humility because listen, you might be needing someone to restore you. You don't know how life's gonna pan out. And that's how we show love to one another. We say, I get it. You know, this has been an unprecedented season and there's nothing like the season that we've had to and the pressures that we've been under to bring some stuff to the surface that we thought was all sorted. But you know what? Don't worry. Jesus is here to help you. He's helped me, he'll help you. What I would say is don't sit in guilt and shame. Maybe, maybe you're sat at home today thinking I can't go back. I need, to, I need to sort myself out before I go back. Let me just give you a bit of a top tip. You're never gonna sort yourself out because we need Jesus to sort us out. It's not about me sorting me out. He will sort me out. But we wanna be the kind of people who come alongside and help you be restored. Next point, Galatians 6 verse 2 says, talks about carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. I mean, that doesn't need a... That doesn't need um, unpacking too much, excuse the pun, carry the weight, the burden they are carrying. So many times, uh, Lynn and I, over the years, I've met people most pointedly, I mean, we lived, we lived about uh, 30 minutes drive from uh, Cape Town Airport, and uh, we, <laughs> we welcome countless people from all over the world. And, you know, it is common courtesy, as I'm sure many of you will agree, that's when someone has been on a long flight and it seems like everywhere's a long flight to Cape Town. That when they get here, you carry their luggage. There's something in you that says, hey, you've, you've been on a long journey, you're tired, you might not have slept much and uh, let, me, let me carry your bags. In other words, you are carrying something right now that I could carry. Let me carry it. That's what carrying one another's burdens is. It can also be about sharing the way. Sometimes um, we can carry something with someone that we either, either of us couldn't carry on our own. You know, we take, we take a handle of the bag each and we carry it together. Carrying one another's burdens. What am I saying by this? I'm saying that we are supposed to be involved in one another's lives. We're not supposed to just look on from a distance as people suffer and struggle. You know, we're supposed to be able to step up. There's a, there, let me t- that takes me to the next point. Colossians 3 verse 13 says, bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. But let me, let me stick there with bear with each other. That word bear means hold yourself up against it's it's you are someone is leaning and you're leaning against them you are hold, you are lending your strength to them it's about offering support lean on me when you're not strong and i'll be your friend i'll help you carry on that's not a scripture in case some of you are starting to google that now I didn't know that was in the Bible. Yeah, no, it's not. Don't let not being able to do a big thing stop you doing the little thing. Don't let not being able to do the big thing stop you doing the little thing. Because love is action. Ask yourself, is there something practical I can do here? I love this. In in the message version, Matthew 7 verse 12 says, Here is a simple rule of thumb, guide for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. Add up up God's law and prophets and this is what you get. I love that. What does bearing somebody up look like? I also wanna say it takes humility to receive help. It's one thing to offer help. It takes humility to receive help. And then finally, encourage and build each other up. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you're already doing. Ask the Holy Spirit, who might you be able to encourage and build up today, this week? Use your words to speak life to somebody, to speak courage into somebody's soul. Don't start off your encouragement with, I don't wanna give you a big head or I don't want you to think I'm sucking up. Don't be saying all that stuff. Just give the encouragement. Just deliver the encouragement. Use your words to speak life. When you're running your race, it is surprising how impactful encouragement from the sidelines can be. You know, in this regard, I think that, you know, particularly when we get to the time where we can just be chatting to one another, sometimes the most powerful encouragements happen just over conversation when we're chatting with one another. So that's it. Put others first, love one another, be kind and tender hearted forgiving one another, accept one another, restore one another, carry one another's burdens, bear with one another, encourage one another, and build each other up. Because in the end, in Jesus' name, we all need each other. God bless you. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search HeartChurch UK.